many of those guys out there playing, dealing with baby mama drama, financial issues, vices, high on all types of drugs, just crazy stuff. Philadelphia Eagles chaplain Ted Winsley talking about pro football players and the transforming power of Jesus Christ. When you give your life to Christ, he heals you. Uh, and you actually find out that, wow, all these things, these vices were substitutes for peace. The Philadelphia Eagles, who just won the Super Bowl, have a number of Christian players on the team, and they've recently accomplished this two-part goal. Their dream is to, with the Lombardi trophy in their hand, use that platform. And after winning the Super Bowl, to declare Christ. Pastor Ted Winsley is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Ted's going to share how faith in Christ has changed the lives of several Philadelphia Eagles players. And then later in this episode, we'll hear from Billy Graham on the connection between sports and spirituality. Games have a goal. In golf, it's par or birdie or an eagle. But in football, it's a touchdown. In the big game of life, it's eternal life. That's our goal. Life with God, life with Christ forever. If you want to find out now about life with Christ, we have a website that you can visit. It's findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. Before becoming a pastor and a chaplain for the Eagles in 2001, Ted Winsley was living a contradiction of sorts. He knew about God, but he was running away from him. You see, when Ted was a teenager, he felt God calling him to be a pastor. But after he found out exactly what pastors do, Ted started to second-guess that plan. I was furious because I felt like, oh my goodness, this was a practical joke played by God on me. Um... Being a pastor is not a job. Being a pastor is a lifestyle. Who in the world wants to do this? It, you're always on call. They don't make a lot of money. They, they have to constantly go to school, education, uh, all of those things. People are ungrateful. And I was like, oh, no, I want to be a businessman. I want to make a lot of money. I want to be sexy. I want to be famous. I want to be a star. Uh, this was not, I didn't hear any of that in the description. I'm out. And I told God at, at 17 years old, you didn't call me to pastor. I don't want to do this. You watch and see what I do with my life. What Ted did with his life was almost destroy it. He spent his college years sleeping around and trying to find happiness in relationships with women. But by his senior year, Ted was so depressed that he was thinking about suicide. Everything changed one day, though, when Ted was walking through campus with a friend. They saw a sign on a door that said, Bible study. And they decided to go in. I'm taking you back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to, to that, that place. Um, but freshman year, um, I walk in during orientation, and they had like what, what we call uh, culturally is a busing contest where people are making fun of each other. And I noticed that, you know, that there was a particular a pretty girl 
except she was uh, winning. She was, uh, it, was, it was a bunch of guys, and it was a girl making fun of all the guys and making the guys look bad, and she was winning the busing contest. And, uh, and I, I, I'll never forget in my head, I said, man, she's attractive, but her mouth was foul. She was cussing, and this is crazy. And it's interesting that lost sight of that young lady, never, never really saw her again uh, from freshman year, now senior year, go back to this, this point where we see Bible study, um, my friend and I walk into the Bible study. We sit down. I'm sitting in the back. I feel, I, honestly, I was feeling like taking my life. And, um, and I'll never forget, I heard a familiar voice. Uh, and I look up, and it was that girl leading the Bible study. And, and then I put my head down, and I began to pray. And I said, God, if you can change that girl, I want you to change me. And, um, and then at the end of the Bible study, she gave an altar call came up to the altar call and I gave my life to Christ and I got a phone number and I married her. <laughs> so we've been married for 25 years. This is what it is. This is who I am. This is where I finally take my stand. I didn't want to fall, but I don't have to crawl. I'm not the one with two star hands. Giving him the best of everything that's left of. The life inside this man. I've been born again. It's pretty incredible. Ted surrendered his life to Christ and met his future wife on the same day in that Bible study. And that was only the beginning of God's plan for Ted's life. Yeah, after working in Manhattan for the clothing company FUBU, Ted's pastor asked him to give up his six-figure salary and join the church staff. Eventually, Ted agreed. And it's amazing because that's kind of where the whole chaplaincy started um, because uh, my pastor was on television. Uh, we were on about five or six, seven channels. And uh, Troy Vincent of the Philadelphia Eagles saw Pastor Lamont, uh, my pastor, on television and reached out to him and asked him to come and do Bible studies. Um, it, it first started asking to do Bible studies during training camp and then trickled into the season and, of course, he asked me to be his assistant. So I was the guy that carried the Bibles. Uh, so one of the players actually said, man, we didn't even know you could talk because I, I was quiet. I just served uh, my pastor. But Ted wouldn't be the quiet one for very long because Pastor Lamont realized something by the end of their first year with the Eagles. He looked to me and he said, look, I'm not supposed to be doing this. You are like, what are you talking about? And he said, you don't understand. Most of these young African-American players never had a father. And although, you know, they're enjoying the teaching, they're really not connecting. And he said, they don't want a father, they want a brother. And, uh, and he turned the Bible study over to me, and I began to teach, uh, teach the Bible studies. Today, the Eagles still do those Bible studies on Mondays and Thursdays. Ted leads the couples study on Monday nights, and he also helps players with premarital counseling and one-on-one discipleship training. Within the last few years, a Christ-centered culture has been shaping the team. There had been other strong Christians on the Eagles squad, but Ted says things really changed in 2012 when quarterback Nick Foles was drafted. Nick Foles came in, and he would sit up front, and he was hungry, and then he started pulling me to the side and just making a little, hey, Pastor Ted, the Bible study is amazing, but it's going, but it lasts for an hour. Think we could shorten it up, make it a half hour? Uh, think we could do this? And then he actually began to take it upon his own self to invite 
um, sometimes coaches would come into the to the study, which which by this time he was now the starting quarterback, and and that kind of really changed the culture because now you have a starting quarterback who's a Christian um, and was now kind of exerting um, kind of his authority as it relates to his faith. And he was invited. Anybody could almost come to the Bible study. And it was it was amazing. After a while, kind of that wall was broken down between player and coach, and it was just believers uh, loving people. Just so you know, if you don't already, Nick Foles was named the most valuable player in the Eagles' recent Super Bowl victory. Noteworthy, because he was actually traded away from Philadelphia for two seasons. While he was gone, other players stepped up and became the Christian leaders of the team. Chris Maragos comes to the team, and Trey Burton was there. Um, Jordan Hicks uh, caught on fire. Um, Zach Ertz. Uh, Brandon Graham, and so so then it became then uh, then you had um, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, and so then it became like a, a team, a culture, and then we uh, draft number one draft pick Carson Wentz, and now Carson comes, who was already a believer, uh, outspoken believer, he comes into this culture um, that is completely different than what it was years ago. That culture is so different, in fact, that something happened during the 2016 season that really caught Ted off guard in a good way. He had just wrapped up a Bible study series on the meaning and significance of baptism. We had about 23 guys in the study, and um, I remember Trey Burton was on fire, and he's like, let's do it. I was like, all right, great. I said, do what? So let's do, let's get, let's water baptize. There's guys that want to be water baptized. I said, great. Well, I'll speak to the, there's other chaplain, uh, Herb Lusk, that does the coaches. And I said, well, I'll speak to Herb, and maybe we can uh, use his, you know, use his church. And they were like, let's do it now. And I said, now? I'm like, where? Let's go into the cold tub. By the way, a cold tub is a place where players take an ice bath to recover after a game or workout. <laughs> and um, they were just so adamant. I was like, let's go. So we actually went into the, um, the, the cold tub. It was about uh, 10 degrees. And, um, and we were just it started off with water baptizing, too. But just the synergy took place. Next thing I know, um, uh, Michael Kendricks, uh, who had been really watching the faith of the other players, um, uh, jumps in the water. And so we wound up water baptizing uh, five guys, and we kept it quiet. I know I personally kept it quiet um, until the beginning of this season. Michael Kendrick, in, in an ESPN interview, uh, spilled the beans and said, hey, I got water baptized, and here's the video. To understand the significance of Michael Kendrick's baptism, there's another story about Michael and Trey Burton, the player who first suggested doing cold tub baptisms. It all started before an early season game in 2016 when Ted got a call from Michael. And, uh, and he calls me. And he goes, Pastor Ted. He said, I said, what's up? He said, Pastor Ted, it works. I said, what works? And he said, you healed him. I said, what are you talking about? He said, Trey Burton. He said, me and Trey had the same injury. We both tore our calf on the same day. We were sitting in the same trainer's table. And he said, and the next day, Trey was running around. And I asked Trey, what, what, what shot, what injection, what did you do? And he said, no, nah, Pastor Ted came over and laid hands. 
And he said, look, I need you to do whatever you did to him. I need you to do that to me. And I started laughing. I said, well, you have to understand, I didn't heal him. Christ did. I said, but, but even, even in that, it was Trey's faith. And he says, well, I'm coming over your house. So 45 minutes later, Ted hears a knock on the door. We went downstairs in the basement. Um, we probably stayed down there for about three hours where uh, I quickly began to explain to him that he wasn't coming for anything natural. He was coming for something spiritual. And it was not only was it Trey's faith, but it was his trust in a relationship with Christ that healed him. Um, and, and I said, and, and whether Trey ever got healed physically, um, he was healed spiritually in his relationship. And I said, and that's really what you came here for. And with tears in his eyes, you know, he shared with me about his past and, um, and then began uh, to accept Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. Uh, and then I laid hands on him. And guess what? He didn't get healed in his body. He got healed in his heart. And so, so it was interesting, you know, um, and, and then watching his maturity and watching his growth. And so that's what led up to the water baptism um, that day is because him watching, you know, the other players' faith um, and wanting to be changed. Michael Kendricks isn't the only Eagles player who's been affected by that need to be changed and the decision to start a new life with Jesus. What we're seeing on the team is a cultural shift of love, a cultural shift of acceptance. And, um, and so it's, it's amazing because, you know, it, does the whole team believe? Or the whole, is the whole team Christians? No. But, but the entire team is being impacted by a kingdom culture and it's causing them to become unified and to be a family. The promise of being changed. The promise that your sins and your past can be forgiven. That seems to be what's driving this revival movement on the Philadelphia Eagles team. Now, what about you? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Has he forgiven your sins? Is it time for a revival movement in your own life? If you'd like to learn more about what that means to have a revival in your own life, to give your heart to Jesus, you can do that by visiting our website. It's findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. We have more to learn from Ted Winsley. As a matter of fact, in just a minute, he is going to talk about an important lesson he shared with the Eagles this past season. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I want to speak tonight on the big game of life. Billy Graham. Games have a goal. In golf, it's par or birdie or an eagle. But in football, it's a touchdown. In the big game of life, it's eternal life. That's our goal. Life with God, life with Christ forever. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3.14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's the reward of heaven, and heaven is everything you ever dreamed of and more. I'll be happy to get there. I'm looking forward to that day. I know I'm going. Do you know why I know I'm going? Because Billy Graham is good? No, I'm not good. 
because of what Christ did on that cross. When He shed that blood and suffered that terrible death, God took my sins and laid on Him. Now I'm trusting Him for my salvation. He loves you. He's willing to forgive you. He's willing to change your life tonight if you let Him. A great message from Billy Graham, given in 1989 and just as true right here, right now. Our guest on uh, this episode of GPS has been Pastor Ted Winsley, a chaplain for the Philadelphia Eagles. And of course, the Eagles won Super Bowl 52. But what if they had lost? Well, based on the conversation Ted's had with the team this year, he doesn't think it would have shaken their faith in the slightest. Real faith is sometimes you don't get what you think. (laughs) Sometimes God doesn't do what you think he's going to do in the time you think that it's going to happen. But then the real question, is he still God, and will you still serve him, and does it change anything? And so that's what we talked about, that Bible faith is believing that God's word is true, um, so much so um, that whether you experience the results of God's promises in this lifetime or not, your attitude uh, and your actions will remain the same. Well, the attitude and actions of the Christian players on the Eagles were certainly on display after the big game. And I hope you had the opportunity to see and hear what they had to say and that you were encouraged by that. Congratulations to Super Bowl 52 winners, the Philadelphia Eagles. And also our thanks to Pastor Ted Wensley for sharing with us on this episode of GPS. You know, anytime you want to hear encouraging stories, you can subscribe to GPS on places like iTunes, iHeartRadio, or really wherever you get your podcasts. And also, you can listen to GPS on your Amazon Echo. All you have to do is tell Alexa to play the podcast GPS, God People Stories on TuneIn. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. GPS, God People Stories, is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. I'm a 